You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Many people today are putting in an effort, trying to do things without the empowerment from above. Many people are trying to do things even in the kingdom of God, trying to do things for God without receiving empowerment. And they get frustrated, they get discouraged, because they've never been empowered to do what they're supposed to do. When God has empowered you, you'll be able to do it. It's not necessarily always easy, but you'll have the strength to do it. Remember, God said, Jesus said to his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Wait in Jerusalem until you've received power. Didn't say just go out and minister and do what you have to do and witness. He said, wait, let me enable you. Let me empower you before you go out and do what you're supposed to do. So many people today are trying to do things without having received the empowerment from on high. And now they get discouraged. You want to do something, but you've not been empowered to do it. Now it's a heavy burden. If you're ushering or hostessing, or you're helping in the children's church, or you're in the band, or whatever ministry you are in, if you are helping there, and you are complaining about it the whole time, or it's discouraging you, you should ask yourself, have I received empowerment to do what I'm doing? Because if God has empowered you, you'll have the strength to do it. Go read the book of Acts. After they had received empowerment, you don't see anybody complaining about their assignments. Some of the assignments were tough. Some of them went really through difficult times. But they were empowered. God had enabled them to see it through and to do what they are supposed to do. Many people today get discouraged. How can you encourage a person as a Christian if you yourself are discouraged? How can you impart hope? If you yourself don't have any hope. Have you been discouraged lately? God is here to encourage his servants. When you are discouraged, God cannot use you effectively. Because how will you be able to encourage people if you yourself are discouraged? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel 30 verse 5. You know, sometimes people even get discouraged in church. The brother sitting next to you is the one that can offend you. And you say, I'm leaving this place. I'm going to another place. How do you know where you are going is not going to be worse? And you'll be more discouraged. The grass always looks better on the other side. But I've learned one thing. When I was doing my practical in the department where I worked, where they they did the um, sewage, the one guy taught me a lesson the one day. He says, you know what? He says, there where the grass is the greenest. He says, it's blue green. It's the most beautiful green you've seen. He says, it's there where the sewage pipe broke. (laughs) He says, it's nice to look at it. 
but you want to stay far away from it. So sometimes there where the grass looks greener, you want to look at it, but you don't want to walk there. Because when you walk there, there's stuff that's going to get stuck to your feet that you don't want. And then everywhere where you go, there's going to be a stench that will follow you. So it's not always green on the other side. Sometimes when you go there where it looks greener, when you get there, you'll be more discouraged. Listen here what happened to David. 1 Samuel 30 verse 5. And David's two wives, Ahinoam and Jezreel, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal of Carmel, had been made prisoners, and David was greatly troubled. One translation says, greatly distressed, greatly discouraged. For the people were talking of stoning him because their hearts were bitter, every man sorrowing for his sons and his daughters. But David made himself strong, encouraged himself in the Lord his God. People came to David, said, be our leader, help us. And now suddenly all their wives and their children got captive or were taken captive. Even David's own wives and children were taken. His heart was troubled. The people with him were so offended with him that they wanted to kill him. The Bible says because of the bitterness of their souls. But the Bible says David went and he encouraged himself in the Lord. Strengthened himself in the Lord. And they got everybody back. The Lord gave them guidance and the Lord gave them victory. It's a lesson for all of us. If you're in a management position, in some kind of a leadership position, even leaders can get discouraged. Even leaders can get discouraged. David got discouraged. He was distressed. His heart was troubled. As a matter of fact, those that are around him that are supposed to help him were just as discouraged. As a matter of fact, they were so angry with him, they wanted to kill him. Have you found yourself in a situation like that? So offended, they want to kill him. The spirit behind offense and bitterness is the spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying. As a leader, as a Christian, as a servant of the Lord, you're going to have to face discouragement and find victory over discouragement. And the way that you find victory over discouragement, the Bible says David went and strengthened himself in the Lord. The first thing that you're going to have to do is run to God. Don't run away from God. When you find yourself in a discouraged place, run to God. And start to speak to yourself. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. Remember, it's the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony that gave them victory. What are you confessing? What are you declaring in your situation? When you feel discouraged, are you continuing just to confess discouragement? It's so bad. Nobody wants to help me. Everybody is against me. There's 400 people, men here, that's angry with me, that want to kill me. They're going to stone me. They're bitter with me. They say it's all my fault. That's David's situation. The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. When you feel discouraged, you have to change your confession. 
You have to declare what you believe, what the word of God says about you more than what you feel or believe about yourself or what you believe about your situation. God has got his way of helping us to encourage us. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 42 verse 4. Family, listen to me. Everybody faces discouragement. But you have to get victory over that attitude. You have to get victory over that attitude. Discouragement has an attitude. And encouragement has an attitude. Faith has an attitude like unbelief has an attitude. Unbelief says it's impossible. Unbelief says it cannot change. Faith says it can change. My God is able. David faced very real challenges. The king that he helped to kill a giant later on became the very person that wanted to kill him. That means his boss, his ruler, was against him the whole time. You've just helped the man have a victory of note. Kill the giant. Surely he must remember that forever. But he didn't. Maybe you've done something great to advance your company, your business, or somebody else's career. And now they don't even remember you. They're against you, saying things about you. That's reason for discouragement. But as a Christian, as a believer, God wants to encourage you in that situation. This is the year with the difference. We have to be different. God wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. If we believe God is God and his word is true and faithful, we have to hold on it and allow the name of Jesus to work in the spirit to change our situation. Look at this, David. Psalm 42. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, verse 4. So I speak over my heartbroken soul. Take courage. I mean, he's not even mincing words here. He says, my heartbroken soul. He says, I feel shattered on the inside. I feel broken on the inside. In that moment, when you feel like that, he says, these are the facts. My soul is heartbroken. Now, soul, you listen to me. Take courage. And he starts speaking to himself. So I speak over my heartbroken soul. Take courage. Remember, when you used to be right out front, leading the procession of praise, when the great crowd of worshipers gathered to go into the presence of the Lord, you shouted with joy. As the sound of passionate celebration filled the air and the joyous multitudes of lovers honored the festival of the Lord. So then my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God your Savior. For no matter what, I will still sing with praise. For living before his face is my saving grace. He's saying, so listen to me. As long as you know you can still get into the presence of God. 
and meet with God face to face at the throne of grace, at the throne of grace, you will find hope. You will find help. You will find encouragement. So this that you are seeing right now, don't focus upon that. My soul, listen to me. This is temporary. This is temporary. You can start rejoicing. My soul, why are you discouraged? You know what God has planned for you. You know the end intended by the Lord. If you know that, my soul, why are you discouraged? He's speaking to his feelings. He's speaking to his human nature. And he's saying, listen to heaven's report. The book of Isaiah 53, what did the prophet say? Whose report will you believe? It's time for us to believe God's report. David was discouraged. He was down. Says, my soul, you listen to me. Take courage. Turn to the person next to you and say, take courage. Speak to your own soul and say, my soul, take courage. Things are about to change. In an unsteady world, remain steady. Remember, the one who is helping you is steady. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's unsteady things around us the whole time. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're saying to me, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I come from. My life has been unstable the whole time. How can you tell me to take courage? How can you say that God wants to encourage me? You don't know where I'm coming from. Because you're looking at your past. Listen to me, family. God does not consult your past in determining your good future. There's hope for you. Because God looks at your future, not at your past. That's why Jesus Christ came to deal with it once and for all. Paul wrote to Timothy because Timothy felt discouraged. Timothy was young. Maybe he had made some mistakes and messed up. And Paul wrote to him and said, I've messed up more than you. Let me read some Bible to you because I'm just going to tell stories. It's not going to change your life, but the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can cut in between soul and spirit, bone and marrow, to discern the intents and the thoughts of your heart. Amen? 1 Timothy 1 verse 11. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I have been commissioned to preach the powerful news of the glory of the exalted God. My heart spills over with thanks to God for the way He continually empowers me. And to our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One who found me trustworthy and who authorized me to be His partner in this ministry. Mercy kissed me. You know what that means? Mercy became intimate with Him. God's mercy is speaking for you. His mercy is closer to you than what you realize. Even though I used to be a blasphemer. Some of you used to be blasphemers. A persecutor of believers and a scorner of what is turned out to be true. God knew that I was ignorant and didn't know what I was doing. I was flooded with such incredible grace. 
like a river overflowing its banks until I was full of faith and love for Jesus, the anointed one. No matter how unsteady life appears to be, stay steady. Paul is saying to Timothy, you feeling discouraged, I want to tell you, where I come from, I've made a lot of mistakes. Not just mistakes, I've messed up. But God did not look at those things where I've messed up. Yet he came and he empowered me. He encouraged me. He enabled me so that I can do what I'm supposed to do. Go see how many challenges he faced. But he said, God empowered me. He gave me the grace to face all of those things. If you know God has empowered you and you know the end result, you'll start to view your challenges, the things that are discouraging you, in a different way. Many of these discouragements, God wanted to use it to promote you, but you ran away from it. Most people want to run away from challenges. Jesus never ran away from any challenge, any problem. That's why he's prepared to help you, even with your challenges and your problems. You want to run away. You don't have to run away. Run to God. If you're a servant of the Most High God, God wants to encourage you. Paul was saying to Timothy, listen to me. I know you've been facing some sickness. I know you've been facing some setbacks. I know you've been facing some discouragements. Don't take a step back. Don't take a step back. Keep your solid front. Start moving forward. Keep your solid front. What does it mean to keep your solid front? Keep your confession. Hold on to your confession. Don't change your confession about God. To take a step back means to change your confession. To take a step back means to start to murmur and complain about your situation. To take a step back is to start speaking bad about God. Saying, I wonder if God can do it. I wonder if God will be faithful and see me through. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one that will see you through. If you didn't face this challenge or this setback, how would your faith be tested? And faith is the thing that pleases God. You know what's the beauty of your journey? Is that there's something to test your faith. It's oftentimes this very thing that frustrated you. This persecution. This pain in your body. It's been the very thing to draw you closer to God. To hold on to God. It's become the, the very thing that's become your testimony. That you can witness to people to encourage them. To say that God will see you through. If he did it for me, he will do it for you. As a servant of the Most High, God is ready to encourage you and to see you through. How do we know that that thing that you are facing is there to glorify the name of God? Is when you face that thing, 
you realize I have to turn to God and you become more dependent upon God. When that is the response in your heart, you know the end result. That's why Abraham, when God said, sacrifice your son, he said, early the next morning, let's go. Because he knew what would follow. His faith was in God. He said, even if my son dies, I know God is able to raise him from the dead. He trusted God even more. That which was considered sacrifice, he said, me and the lad, we're going yonder to worship. He had a revelation that he knew the end result. The disciples had it as well. They didn't see the challenges as an enemy. They saw it as a friend. So when challenges came, they say, count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. Just be happy. How can you be happy about it if you see it as an enemy? Are you happy about your enemies? But if you see that as a friend that will help you to get to a place of promotion, you'll start to view it differently. Now your way of thinking has started to change. You don't have to run away from challenges. Paul in Romans 5 says, we glory in tribulation. How can you glory in tribulation? From a natural point of view, you cannot do that. He was viewing it with a different pair of eyes. Looking through the eyes of faith. Saying this challenge is nothing. Compared to what Christ has done, I know we have the victory. God said we're going to the other side. And if God said we're going to the other side, I'm going to the other side. I'm just going to hold on to you more now, Jesus. I'm just going to hold on to you more. I cannot do it on my own. In your situation where discouragement wants to come, your first prayer should be, Lord, I know I cannot do it on my own. I cannot do it alone. I need you, Lord. Help me. It says, when you face things like this, ask for wisdom. Run to God and say, help me. So family, when you feel discouraged, the first thing that you have to do, speak. Hold on to your confession. Don't change it. If you're confessing the whole time and your thoughts are still causing confusion in your mind. You know what I'm talking about? The Bible says we have weapons. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Some of you have been avoiding some test in the past and you've missed out on your promotions. Because you were running away from challenges. Are you there? 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. This is if you have thoughts that's not in line with the word of God. Take those thoughts captive. Sometimes you're going to have to take some action, put your hands on your head, lay hands on yourself, and say, I take every thought, every argument, every vain imagination captive, and I bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that argument that's going on here, find a scripture and meditate on the word of God and replace that negative thought with the word of God. And you'll see that the word of God is powerful. But some of you are meditating more on the reports of this world than what you're meditating upon the word of God. 
If you have this kind of a mindset, you've started to renew your mind. You won't look at that thing as a challenge anymore. You'll look at it as promotion. Now your attitude towards that thing will change. Say, okay, Lord, promotion is coming again. We count it all joy. Oh, this thing is coming. We count it all joy. We glory in tribulation, Lord. Promotion is coming. Because in that tribulation, you'll now turn to God and say, God, I have to hold on to you. When your heart says, I'm going to hold on to God, God can encourage you and he'll lift you up. Many of you have not received encouragement. How can God encourage you if you're running away from him? How can God encourage you if you're running away from him? Jesus said in John 16, I've told you these things. I've given you peace. Not the peace of this world. He said, in this world, there will be tribulations, there will be trials, there will be difficulties. But be of good cheer, don't worry. I've overcome this world. It is your faith, your trust in God that changes everything. My father in the Lord used a very good illustration. He says, all of us here are experiencing the vibrations. When you walk, there's some vibrations. You know, maybe this vibrations of discouragement, vibrations of offense, vibrations of hatred, vibrations of slandering, whatever your whatever. This is if you focus upon that vibration the whole time, that which you are holding on to, that which you are holding on to, if you are focusing upon the vibrations, that which you are holding on to will fall. You'll drop it. He says, but when there's vibrations, he says, everybody experiences vibrations. But he says his focus is not on the vibrations. So he's experiencing the vibrations, but his focus is not on the vibrations. His focus is upon what God has said. And that which he is carrying now, he can carry it along without dropping it. And he can fulfill his assignment. It's a lesson to all of us. When your focus is upon the vibrations, everybody experiences the vibrations. We're in this world. There's darkness around us. There's killing, stealing, destroying around us. Corruption around us. Intimidation around us. Blackmail around us. All those vibrations are coming our way. But how do you respond to it? In your situation, hold on to your confession. That's why we give you the declaration. There's actually some good news for you. We've made the declaration for you. So you can collect the declaration afterwards, one per family. You can have it as a bookmark and you can memorize it. Amen? If you declare this, this is the word of God. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. Accept the sacrifice upon the cross. It's resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and I can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness. So when you make that declaration, you are setting yourself up for God. Amen. To work and move in you. I'm the righteousness of God. I will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. We have testimonies where people have had a gun against their head and they declared that and they walked out there unharmed. What do you declare 
in your situation? What are you confessing in your situation? David, when he had those bad vibrations, he made a decision to say, my soul, listen to me. I know you are heartbroken, but take courage. Things are about to change. God will see you through. His word is faithful. His word is true. Amen. Family, when these bad vibrations come your way, if I can use it, you can refuse it. Don't accept it. You refuse it by declaring and saying it. I will not be discouraged. I will not be broke. Let me hear you say, say I'm saved. Jesus is my savior. I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. I'm steady. Even when things are unsteady around me. I have peace. In my heart. Even when there's storms around me. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure. Are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I am steady even when things are unsteady. I'm keeping my solid front. God has promised me and he will help me because he is faithful. My heart, listen to me. Be full of hope. Be full of courage. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me. Touch my heart. Change my heart. Mince my heart to do your will now and forever. Precious Holy Spirit, act in me that my thoughts will be holy, that my words will be holy, that my deeds will be holy. Thank you, Lord. You have granted me a humble heart. You have granted me a sincere heart. My heart, listen to me. You don't bear grudges. You are quick to forgive. Because God has filled you with His love. Spirit of the living God. Fill me with your love until it overflows to others. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. When you start to declare the word of God, you'll be aware of God's righteousness. You'll be aware of God's presence. When you're aware of God's righteousness and his presence, you'll know that your breakthrough is very close. Then when you're aware of his presence and his righteousness, you know, you'll be very careful what kind of seeds you plant with your mouth. Now you'll continue to plant seeds of righteousness. When you've continued to plant seeds of righteousness, even when unrighteousness comes your way, you will not be discouraged because in your heart you'll be fully convinced and persuaded. I've not planted those kind of seeds. That's not my harvest. And even if you've been a Paul that's done all those bad things, that's messed up. Even Paul said, I've come in right standing with God. 
even as a person that's messed up, God has empowered me. He's enabled me to be his servant, to walk with him, and to do the right things now. Amen. Let me close with this. Psalm 27, the Passion Translation. I hope whatever situation you are facing right now, as a born-again believer, knowing that the Lord said, I'll be your shield, I'll be your exceedingly great reward, you can look at that situation and see it as your friend and not your enemy. Because you know God will see you through. David refused the bitterness, the hatred. And he said in Psalm 27 verse 14, Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave, courageous, and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. He said, be entwined as one with the Lord. Family, if you're one with God, and you in his presence, you're in the throne of grace. It's there where we obtain grace and mercy and help. As long as you turn to God in your situation, as long as your situation is making you turn to God, you know the end. You know what will follow. If you know what will follow, you can say, we count it all joy when we fall into various trials. You can say, we glory in tribulation. Because we know tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And the hope of God does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. If you know God loves you, you know that he is supporting your situation. Even if your nets were empty the whole night, Peter, you know God is supporting your position because right now he's going to take you from just being a normal fisherman to being a fisherman of men. Your disappointment, he'll turn it around into an appointment. As a servant of the Lord, you can be encouraged. God wants you to be encouraged because when you're encouraged, you can encourage other people. You can tell them that Jesus is faithful. David said, I've killed the lion, I've killed the bear, I'm going to kill this giant as well. Do you have those spiritual beacons where you know where God has seen you through? If he's helped you with the lion and the bear, he's going to help you with the giant. The same anointing, the same empowerment that helped him to kill the lion and the bear is the same empowerment, the same anointing that will kill the giant in your life. You can be encouraged as a servant of the Lord, knowing that the Lord is with you. David said when he faced that giant, he said, you're not coming against me. You're coming against my God. If you want to fight my God, my God will use me to fight you. You're going to die today. I'm not the one that's going to die today. God will give you the victory. He's made a way. You are linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. You are walking with the Lord. View your situation differently and see what God will do in your life. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.